know that there is something magical inside of you, but you don't know how to uncover it? The Heart Sing Podcast is dedicated to just that, helping you put yourself first and figure out what lights you up. I'm your host, Addie B, aka Slayer of Namaslayer, and through my journey of losing nearly 100 pounds, uncovering the magic of my soul, and building the life of my dreams, I'm leaving no stone unturned in the process of self-discovery. And I'm here to share it all with you, so let's get started. Welcome, welcome, Slayer here. Today's episode, I am updating you on my food as fuel journey. I've had a few requests. Hey, what's going on with food for you now? So we're going to talk about this today and my quest for food as fuel and really all things I consume to be just that fuel for my body. The end game will be no drama. I'll be like, food, food, please. Oh, yes, that's right. I need to eat. That's my body letting me know it's time. I'll also know that I could live without said food, but I might choose to fuel myself at that time. And then I'll calmly prepare all my superfoods that are working to heal and protect me from the inside. This is my quest, you guys. Let's talk all about it and where I'm at with it. Before we dig in, a word about the podcast. I realized today it's been almost a year since I started the Heart Sing podcast. I just can't. It blows my mind. At this time, there are well over 10,000 downloads, so many great reviews. It, this just fills my heart with joy and lights me up. Heart Sing for sure. It's amazing to me that I get to show up here and share my soul with you and you love me right back. It's just such an honor. I am so grateful for you, all the amazing reviews, all your friends you've told about the journey I'm sharing here on the Heart Sing podcast and are now listening to this too. And at Namaslayer, if you find called again in your heart today to share some more, you know I'm loving that. Just last week, Charisma2211 lit my heart up with her review on the Apple podcast. She said that she said, her authenticity is inspiring. Her love, joy, energy, and passion for life is contagious. She is sunshine. Oh, wow. It's almost hard to read that because to be called sunshine, I can't think of anything I'd rather be called that it just delights me, but even more so because I've inspired you, Charisma, and in the process of me sharing my soul and my journey, now I have all the questions for you. What did I inspire? Did you take action? What's happening? Meditation, maybe? Did you start writing? Maybe go for going for walks or dreaming? What, what inspired you? Where are you at? I need to know all the things. Message me. Are you dreaming all things are possible and we can do them? Liz, one of our new sisters in the Me First group and a HeartSing podcast listener, posted a Maya Angelou quote that I want to share here with you. Here it goes. There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. What is your story? Can I inspire you to tell yours? I assure you that there is someone that needs to hear it and your soul needs to tell it. How will you tell yours? pen to the paper, through speaking, through art? How will you share? All right, just had to get your brain going a little bit there on some big dreaming stuff before we get into the food as fuel. You know, I like to do a squirrel every now and then. 
but I just had this huge surge of wow and gratitude that I had to share, like on my knees in child's pose and sob tears of joy that I'm able to serve in this manner. It's surreal and amazing doing what I love and loving myself and it serves others. (laughs) Wow. Right. Who would have thought it doesn't have to be go to school, grow up and be, get all the things, right? We could just, it could just all be so easy. And the same goes for you. The more we take care of ourselves, our body, mind, and soul, and find what lights us up, the more we light up other people and find our path and our purpose. This brings us to food as fuel, because this has been my mantra since I would lost, I would say, probably the first 60 of my 110 pounds so far. It switched me from just peeling off these pounds to look good and, and feel better to a different state of mind. You'll hear me share throughout this podcast that my initial why am I driving for is to be a skinny biker bee, right? But there was so much more to that. Well, of course, there were tight jeans involved and my ass looking great on my Harley. But even more than that, remember that my journey also began out of fear, fear that I would be like my father, morbidly obese and dead at age 45. When I saw him and myself back in that 300 pound ball of misery, I was spurred into action. In essence, it was always a health quest for me, as this is my true initial motivator, the fear of seeing that. Add this to my mother that was dying of cancer at the time. And the one person I knew that never drank or smoked, what she did do, she didn't eat well. She, was, she wasn't morbidly obese, but she was overweight. And until the end, of course, when cancer took over, I remember us giggling as she was getting so thin. And I was lifting her up to get out of bed and in her wheelchair. And she looked down at her bone thin frame and then up at me with her big brown eyes. And she said, I had no idea I was so tiny. Look at that, honey. (laughs) We laughed and we cried a bit. It's not a great way to find out you're so tiny. I also didn't want to be that weak and frail from M&M's. As I started on the journey this time to date, the 110 pounds have lost. And depending on the day, I have 20 to 30 to goal. As I'm writing this right around 29 pounds, because the wine went, she heard about a few episodes ago. She let the other stuff in. Yeah, all the thoughts, all the things, but also my alignment. And I'll get to that in a minute. As I started this journey and it began with meditation, I fell in with a group where I started to really understand the mindset around weight loss, understanding that our thoughts are what are causing us to act always, right? That we have a thought and causes a feeling and an action. As I learned more about this, I could see the truth in it, but I also knew the truth in my body from my dance over the years with flour and sugar and my heart and soul I wanted to figure this out, why I felt so good when it was gone and how much easier it was. Yes, the thoughts were true, but my body, me not being able to hear I was hungry, that was a truth. And now I know why, because of the flour and sugar. So you want to see the other episode about that. And I'm going to link them in the show notes. I did one earlier about Little Miss Insulin and sugar and why you might not be hearing your hormone that tells you you're full. So you might want to have a listen to that if you haven't already. In my heart and soul, I also didn't want to tell people it was okay to eat whatever we want. I didn't want to tell myself that. Yes, I could still lose weight. I knew that. I had done it over the years. 
I counted points and calories and whatever. And I understood I could do this without, but also eat whatever I want and manage my mind. But I didn't want it to be difficult. Why can't it just be easy? Why can't I be like those people that don't have to think about it all the time, that don't have to like worry about it, that they just fuel their bodies? We can still lose weight, right? But don't we want to live these full, radiant lives free of food control, of food being having a control over me? I don't want to spend my life being concerned about it. I don't want to spend my life increasing my risk of cancer and other disease. But most of all, I want to be radiant. I want to feel good. That's the motivator now. As my first motivation to get up and seek was coming from that fear-based thought, I didn't want to be like my father, didn't want to be like my mom physically, right? Now my motivation is coming from a space of love, a future thought. I've learned to live in more love and less fear. I've learned to create my life. And this was a natural progression, but it was a process and a combination of everything you hear me talk about on the podcast, not just fasting, which I'm going to talk about in detail on this and gut health. Those things are where I'm at in the journey now, but it's not just that. It was a combination of meditation, magic pages, planning, and not just food planning, but self-reflection each day, dreaming, creating my life through vision and small actions, learning how to step away from perfect, get it done, and allow failure. All of these things play together. And that's why this is a spiritual weight loss journey. As we travel through it, we truly become the person that is not controlled by food. We start to find joy in living in the moment now, no matter what that body looks like. And we have these big dreams and love of life. This is my continued quest, my friends, and what I share with you. I have glimpsed this many times over the past year, true freedom from food. So I know it's possible now. It's like when I knew about the universe when I meditated. It's like the wine wench, though. It's not an overnight fix. It's a process. The same thing with freedom from food. This is why even though we talk about weight loss on this podcast, everything I talk about here is universal for whatever goal you are pursuing because the same process holds true each and every time. But back to the food journey for this one. I've been on again, off again, gluten-free, sugar-free since 2011. I was hardcore into paleo at a short stint at CrossFit gym in Honolulu in 2011, and I got pretty fit for me, I would say, probably around the 220s. Today, I'm 190 for reference. I'm also 5'9", for those of you wondering. I remembered how good my body felt clean and powerful. I'd play volleyball on the beach. I was playing again, you guys. I was creating life with my body too and not just consuming it. I was finding joy in living. And then I took that big job that put my toes in the sand with the beachfront home and a larger paycheck and proceeded to try to do all the things I was doing, doing during this CrossFit period of my adult life where I had more time at that job really to spend on me. I'm putting myself first and doing these things that were play and fun. My youngest was around two, so I think I was probably around 37 at this time. I'll be 49 this year, again, for reference. 
Fast forward from that time in Hawaii to 2017 back in Arizona, I'd be around 45 and I got up to over 300 pounds. I was still trying to eat paleo style. I would join Weight Watchers again several times over these years to no avail and try what had always worked before. But as I wanted to avoid my life more and more, Many of you have heard this story many times. My full transformation story can be heard in the first episode on the podcast. But let me sum it up to say my mom was dying of cancer. My youngest child was across the ocean in Hawaii with my ex, and I had started a new stressful position at work and just felt lost and lonely and overwhelmed. So what did I do, you guys? (laughs) Well, of course, I work, ate, and drank all of those emotions because I didn't know how else to deal with them. And the pounds piled on. As I started the journey this time out, having fallen into meditation and getting that in my tool belt, and then I learned the mind work around the think-feel-act cycle and started to understand the habit cycle, I realized I could have this freedom. But that was a long process. How do I even go about that? At the beginning, my journey was all about food. You can see food prep videos all over my Facebook page. And my daughter and I would do these exotic Sundays where we try a new fruit each week as I explore ways to get dopamine hits that didn't involve wine. I started drinking the Bulletproof coffee toward the beginning, like I had seen Corinne Crabtree with the No BS Weight Loss program do back then. Not really understanding why I was doing it. I was like, all right, I'll do that. Here's the thing, you guys, your food journey is an evolution unique to you. I can tell you what I eat and how and where, but most likely, and in fact, it's not going to be the right combination for you. And I'm going to share with you why. As I had let the flour and sugar again the week before last, my skin flared up quickly and I knew I was having inflammation in my body. And now when my body is so clean, it happens really quickly. I have learned so much on this quest that helped me understand what is going on in my body and other people's bodies. I've done two other podcasts where I share my thoughts on food and my progress. The first one's in December 10th of 2020, last year, and before I really dove into fasting. And the second one was from March 19th of this year, 2021, shortly after I had done my first 24-hour fast. Since that last episode in March, I've done many fasts, and while I had been unwittingly intermittent fasting for years, as I would usually eat around 10 or so, and once I added the Bulletproof coffee in 2018, usually noon or later, I had not really understood why I should fast or what it was doing for my body or what it could. And shortly after this last episode, I completed my first 44-hour fast that blew my mind. You guys, I had more energy on day two than I had all year. I had already worked out that morning, but I had to go run around the block. I had so much energy. And I I try to avoid running, you guys. I'm not a fan. (laughs) But sometimes my body disagrees and lifts my feet up as if they have wings and a mind of their own. I was like this. Holy crap, you guys. Everything I thought I knew about food, it's a lie. That we have to, like, I was going to starve to death. That's what I thought, right? That I couldn't possibly, like, have more energy. I had heard this. I mean, I knew we could just live on water for some time. Intellectually, I got this. But just like being taught 
there is something more out there that we're more than these bodies, that there's this life force energy we're part of, and that we are this universe, God, magic, whatever you want to call the essence of our soul, just like learning about this and then experiencing it through my meditation practice. That's two different things. Knowledge married with the experience, that's the money, right? It's the same with food, marrying the knowledge with your experience. This is the most liberating thing I have done on my journey. Allowed myself to lovingly experience freedom from food. There was no white knuckling, no discomfort for me, only liberation. And a slight warning here, because this might not be your experience, depending on a few things, such as the current state of your nutrition. And if you are using any fasting aids, as I did consume the bulletproof coffee on each fast, and I used a little salt, because that can help balance some things. So look into this before you just go off and don't eat for a couple of days, make sure you're prepared, get the knowledge, I'm going to link some videos in the show notes, check them out. The Bulletproof Coffee, as trademarked by Dave Asprey, is when you add the MCT oil and fats to your coffee. He recommends the grass-fed butter. I used to, I like to use the cocoa butter. This fat allows you to continue your fast. This is where Little Miss Insulin, remember her from the other episode, she still stays in the pancreas. So you get the benefits of ketosis and autophagy without feeling hungry. To learn more about ketosis and autophagy, see the show notes for links. But let's just say ketones or ketosis, when when your body releases these ketones, it goes into using these stored fat for fuel, these ketone energy. And autophagy is a process of cellular repair. It cleans out damaged cells in order to regenerate new, healthier cells. So heck yeah, we want all of this, right? Sign me up. Learn about fasting, you guys, and then give yourself the gift of trying it after you learn how to do this from where you are at in your journey, which is going to be a different space than mine or your friend next door. Think about this, hearing how we can survive days on just water and actually having more energy and experiencing it night and day. Do you know the power this gives you? It shatters all of the BS beliefs we have about food in our bodies. It takes those deep-seated, deep-rooted beliefs you have about food and it shatters them. It drops them. I don't know about you, but I like to know the why behind things, the science, and then try it myself. I'm not just going to take someone's word for it, but I've become more and more open to trying all things and maybe realizing maybe I didn't do them right if I didn't have the experience I want in trying again. I've been awakened to this world that gets more and more magical and more immense every time I open and expand to trying something new. When we first start fasting, people, we can feel some discomfort and, you know, until you become fat adapted, you're going to want to use some hacks to help you get through or understand what is going on with your body. I was doing these longer fasts and feeling so powerful. I realized I was becoming a person who forgot to eat. I was becoming this person that I've been seeking. I was busy spending my energy creating And I'd be like, wow, I didn't eat. I totally forgot. And my body was eating itself. So I was perfectly happy. I started to learn I could direct my mind that way. If I feel a hunger signal, I just tell my body, hey, we're not going to eat right now. You got plenty. Go ahead and dine in. 
I want to finish this project, so just eat. Think about this, you guys. How many times do you do this at work? Like you get hungry, but you can't break for lunch or yet or whatever. So your body, you don't like constantly panic, think about it. Your body settles down. So what happens? Your ketones are being released. You're actually eating the fat. You're finally getting rid of the fat. This is when it happens or else you're not burning fat. It's magic, you guys. And so like it's biology. It's how we were created. So what happened these past few weeks? I went up about probably eight pounds or so. I I don't know. I'm not, I weigh every day, you guys. I have it written down, but it doesn't rule me. It's a number. Part of the feedback on my journey, only part of it. If you have drama around the scale, keep weighing daily. You are 33% more likely to keep the weight off if you weigh daily. It's a statistic. It's proven. Write your thoughts down that come up if you are upset over the scale or if you get too excited over the scale. It's where some of the work is. That's a little bit of a squirrel, but I always want to get that in there about the scale because we always have a lot of thoughts that aren't serving us tied up around that. So what happened with me? You know, I, of course there were thoughts and all of that stuff, but really I allowed my energy to be out of alignment. This is where it's at for me now. And this is why I'm having the young Jedi in our group lead through her thought process because I'm looking at this from alignment of energy now, but it's not where I started. You know, that week I wasn't doing all the things that fed my soul. I was in corporate Addy mode. I didn't get to the mountain. I missed meditations and even some plans. And I let the wine wench in and take out taquita, sugar, flour, all the things. I just spent almost a week cleansing and finally I feel the power again. And each time I dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, <laughs> had to bring some Joker in. You guys know that line from the Joker? It's time to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Ah, ha, ha. I don't do it very well, I think. Anyhow, anytime I do this, the devil be in the flour and sugar, it just makes it harder. But I also learn something new every time. And I learned a lot this time. And you can hear about that in the Wine Wench episode I did of this podcast for that full download. But let's just say I don't want to keep dancing like this. I want to sing with my heart free. I want freedom. I choose Treya over Preya. That choice that serves me healthier in the long run, it makes me more radiant in the moment. I want as many of these moments as I can. As I move forward on my journey, I do this more and more. I'm not perfect. I also don't have the fear that I'll gain the weight back at all. Isn't that amazing, you guys? I can remember any other time I lost weight, I would have those thoughts, which of course just, you know, were self-fulfilling. Right? I would think, oh, I'm going to gain it back. And of course I would gain it back. But that's not even thoughts because I am the person that is choosing more toward the path of Shreya, the road that leads to health and wellness more and more. It's becoming the exception to the rule where I'm choosing Preya. And this process, this part of my journey has been a gathering of knowledge because it helps my mind understand why my intellect can be better and serve to make decisions for me. Not just because I was told to do something, but because I understand why. I'm going to try to share some of this knowledge with you, but it's a lot. I'm like a vacuum sometimes. 
I suck it all up and I try to spit it out as I go, but it's like rapid fire and I know I can overwhelm people or so I'm told. (laughs) One of my groups and I, we were talking tonight about the power of putting the knowledge in your mind, of listening to things that keep you focused on your main goal. And if that is weight loss, even if it's not weight loss, but you're interested in fasting for other health benefits, let's talk about some of these other health benefits really quick. Here are some from a website I just pulled up. Slows down the aging process, helps to lose weight, benefits your skin, improves resistance to oxidative stress, reduces inflammation, improves brain health, reduces risk of diabetes and heart disease, simplifies your meal prep, hallelujah, right? Saves money. That's why you don't hear about it. Because it's cheaper, It's less expensive. People don't make money off you finding out about fasting. This is why it's the best hidden secret in all of America. (laughs) It's starting to not be anymore. Okay, so that little squirrel aside, as I started to learn more about our amazing bodies, as I started to gather this knowledge, and I'm sharing a lot of these links with you down in the show notes, put them in your ear not only around fasting, but our gut health, which led to me understanding about our microbiome. Do you know what our microbiome is? (laughs) Don't feel silly if you don't. I didn't even hear the word until last year, I think. And then once I heard about it, I had to study it nonstop, like literally a week to understand it. So like anything I want to really learn, I teach it. So I tackled this topic in the Me First Sisterhood in June. I broke down our gut health from a scientific level. I don't think that's an easy listen, though, without like slideshows. So I'm going to break it down like I did with sugar and your little superhero insulin in the Food is Fuel podcast from March. On the science note, though, for you guys that want to geek out, check out those links below to help you understand more about fasting and gut health and why this can be just such a game changer, why it is a game changer for all of us. Here's the short story on your microbiome. There are some 200 trillion microbes on and in your body. These microorganisms outnumber your human cells 10 to 1. So microbes consist of viruses, bacteria, fungi, and protozoa, whatever that is. But these make up our microbiome. And it's said your gut alone houses 100 trillion of these microbes. This is why your gut health is so important. Your gut is a superstar in so many ways, including immunity, and believe it or not, also your moods. This is why when you feel anxious, you feel it in your gut, right? What other emotions do you feel in your gut? Think about this. Feel depression, shame, anger. How many can you feel there? Start to notice your emotion and what you're feeling in your gut linking this the other way. For example, the anxiety you're feeling, this can be because your gut health is off. Could not even be because of a thought. It can be because of your microbiome. There are scientists out there now that are treating mood disorders with gut health. Literally Google microbiome and any disorder you want, and you'll see a world of information on this. Again, I'm not going to kill you with all the science because I don't want you to nod off and turn me off. 
It's prettier with slides anyway. And these guys in the show notes, a lot of them are funny. We pick the best of the best videos that you can really get into that I think are very informative and entertaining. So let's just say diving into the science made me realize how important working on my gut health is. And here's why. These microbes, you hear the words bacteria, viruses, fungi, ick, we don't want any, right? But we do. And here's what's happened. Through our diligence of killing off all the bacteria and germs, we've opened ourselves up to illness. As we've reduced chronic disease, the increase in autoimmune disorders and other diseases have increased. We've created much of what we're experiencing through this. Think of it like this. There are good guys and bad guys in the microbiome in your gut. Think of them like little factories in there. You have some evil little factories that want you to keep feeding them, probably with all the sugars, refined carbs, toxic things in our environment, and all the stuff that sets our body in a hormonal state of havoc. See the last episode on sugar for that. So there are bad factories and good ones. When we take antibiotics or use a lot of antiseptic, we're like wiping out germs from everywhere, right? We're just annihilating them all. Medicine doesn't target just your bad guys. It wipes out your good guys too. So your good guys that were in there trying to fight the good fight, they're wiped out. And over the years between medicines, things in our environment that have harmed our bodies, soil, the foods we eat, our factories in our bodies, these microbiomes, these we've created a toxic environment for ourselves. There's good news though, you guys, we can change so much of this. The easiest way for us to start doing this is with the gut health test to see what is recommended food and nutrients for you. But I highly recommend really understanding why this is so important. And just take my word for it. Go and get some more knowledge for yourself so that you understand the importance of you eating these foods that come back on your tests. These tests are going to tell you why you need it, what it'll help with. There's a lot of science speak, but after a few gut health videos, you'll start to get the drift. These things you eat and don't eat that are recommended, first of all, they're all whole foods because it's already assumed pretty much anything processed is wrecking havoc in our bodies. The oils, so many oils bad for us, the vegetable oil, you get a list of foods that will help rebuild your good factories that ward off disease and help build up your gut health to protect you from viruses and also things like cancer. There's a lot of science backing up your gut health directly related to so many autoimmune disorders and, of course, leaky gut. I mean, of course, right? And so what happens with leaky gut is these foods that aren't supposed to go through to your system or things in your body that aren't supposed to go through leak through your gut into the rest of your system. A healthy gut can prevent things like Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, But what's even better than this, you guys, let's not do it from fear, but from love of how good you feel when you clean your system up. Does this mean you have to go hardcore 100% make changes to your gut and never eat Ben and Jerry's again? No, no, it does not. I happen to know my Aunt Mary, who you heard on an earlier episode, has received her biohealth meter results back that show she's reversed her biological age by 15 years. Yes, they can test this. 
And yes, she is now younger than her biological age by many years. She did this through making changes to her diet, doing this gut health test, taking the supplements and some other biohacks to help her sleep and overall living a healthier, more full life. She did this and enjoys full fat ice cream pretty frequently (laughs) and some other things that are not unprocessed. There's plenty of evidence of this, you guys. I had figured out years ago on my own through my inflammation on my skin that I could not eat lectins or nightshades and their inflammatory foods and are an avoid on my gut health tests. They're not on everyone's avoid though. This is why when you look from a health aspect, from wanting to come to the space where food is fuel, understanding what is fuel for your body, which of your factories are broken down or wiped out, how would you know? You can't just eat what I eat. You haven't been exposed to the same medicine, environment, foods, all of that. Can you see? This is science, you guys. It's not some fad. I really think it's going to change the way we exist. And I, if you do half as much research as I did, there's no way that you wouldn't come to the same conclusion. You're going to see this more and more about the gut health and the microbiome. So at this stage of wanting to be like my aunt, I mean, how? Who doesn't want to feel 15 years younger in your body? How amazing does that feel? I'll feel younger at 50 than I did at 25. Hell, I already do. This is part of my next path, getting committed to a fasting cycle because resting the gut is key, letting these little factories build it up in there, adding in prebiotics, probiotics, my supplements. I never really understood the value of them before until I set out on this path to research. And it's a lot of research. Again, I'll drop it in the show notes, all the tools I've uncovered from my journey so far. And I encourage you to start exploring for yourself. Start seeking and questioning if everything you think you know about your body and how to heal it and prevent illness might just be BS. And go to your doctor and get blood panels and talk about your levels of things, but also do your own research. A lot of our Western doctors just aren't trained on this stuff. And a lot of them are now. You might be surprised when you talk to your doctor. When people ask me where I am at on my food is fuel path, it's here. Like when I did my first booze break for an extended period of 2018, I've seen the magic. I've seen the radiance on the other side of my body feeling tired, bogged down and craving foods and just feeling like crap. I've seen the side where I'm more connected than ever before. Body, mind and soul through not eating, through nurturing my body through learning to hear my body. So I'm on a mission that this becomes my everyday normal, using food to fuel me as needed, but understanding how powerful my body is, that I can heal myself, help myself, love myself. And it's a portal to my soul, my magic inside. I'm working on a fasting schedule currently where I rest my gut and let my magnificent body go into work, repairing itself, taking advantage of this autophagy and these ketones and understanding finally, first time in my life that when I'm truly hungry, that I can actually feel the signal that I'm hungry because it's not being blocked by the sugar, by little miss insulin in there. And understanding this, that as the hormone gremlin kicks in to let me know I'm hungry, and if I don't answer the call, my body will go to its fat stores. 
And then, and only then am I burning fat anyhow. And one of my coaching groups that's really into fasting, we call this ride in the wave, <laughs> like a surfer. I'm ride in the wave. We like to use that surfing bitmoji too. Now we know it'll pass and it's no big deal. Our body's got it. It's plenty of food. We have also done a lot of research on how to fast and how to fast for women and so forth. The reason I felt so amazing on day two of that longer fast was because I was already fat adapted. I was clean from flour and sugar, so it was literally easy. I kid you not. I just kept going because it felt so good. Now this past week, (laughs) that was a different story. I tried to just hop right back into where I was before I took off to Hawaii and then came back and wrestled with corporate Addy as I overworked and overate and drank. I like to say sometimes you have to shake it up to wake it up, baby. And I needed this. So when I moved over to Lexi's house, I spent Saturday preparing myself to shake it up and wake it up. I set my clothes out to get up at four or five and started my hiking regimen. You guys, I literally had to pick my leg up out of the bed and put my foot on the floor and make myself get up. It was not easy. I just made myself move. I did a new member pass at a yoga studio and I signed up for a class in advance. You know how I made myself move as a side note? It wasn't by thinking, oh, I got to get up. It was by like, you know, if you do this for a few days, you are going to be so radiant on the other side. Just put a foot on the floor, Ad. You got this. You can get up. Having those thoughts, saying those things to myself, not, oh, I got to snooze the alarm. Right? All that's going to do is make me stay in bed. Watch how you're talking to yourself. So I did a new member pass at the yoga studio and I signed up for classes in advance. I booked a session with Renee to talk to my spirit guides on Friday. I planned a menu with Mini Slayer and put Fast This Way, the book by Dave Asprey, back in my ear as I hiked the mountain. I refocused some of my energy here as I was also creating new tools for the next group of amazing women to come in and join me on this future self-creation journey. I did all of these things, and as I took action, putting my habits back in place one step at a time, my body felt it for sure. I was beyond tired the night before last, you guys. I canceled my PM yoga session I had booked and I rested my body and I nourished it with healthy foods. I let myself sleep. I went to yoga the next morning and I confess to weeping a bit on the mat because it felt so good to be there and push my body again and to connect. When I go to a class in person, I realize I push myself into poses that I wouldn't at home. At home, I select things I want to do by the video I play. And this pushing of my body on the mountain or on the yoga mat, I'm again meeting my edge, that space that I'll move through to get my connection with my inner I am through my body and focus there. When I meditate, I'm focusing through my mind. The combination of all of this is amazing. It's why this next part of my journey is to do a spiritual fast. How fun is that going to be? I'm scheduling this here and now with you, so I'm accountable. I don't know where I will be, but when this next group graduates the Me First program on the October Harvest Moon, I'm going to do a spiritual fast. I am doing going to plan three days with only water. I want to see what will come up. I'm ready for this. Already as I'm typing this, my monkey brain is in there trying to tell me I'm going to break that we can't do this. Well, I have to at least have bulletproof coffee. It's freaking out. 
<laughs> Maybe I'll take the RV somewhere in nature, no food, just a ton of water and just be. Dave Asprey went to a cave in Arizona. I thought about that several times, like hunting down that shaman and going to do that. And I was like, ah, I got an RV. I can go off in the middle of no somewhere. Maybe I'll do a full fast, no media, nothing. Here's what is lighting my fire on this next part of my path. Connecting more with my body to get to my soul. Getting my body clean again. So walking by the ice cream is no big deal. I've been there. I know it's possible. I promise it is for you too. Just get the flour and sugar out and the world of food gets so much easier. What I just told you there, I actually wrote earlier in the week. And as I sit here playing Resort Addy at the Savannah Resort in Carefree, Arizona, by the way, I really want to do a retreat here someday. I realized I already feel this powerful and it's only been four days. It's already out of my system. I feel so strong. I woke up with a heart full of joy as I headed to the mountain this morning. My body feels strong. My gut feels good. This did not happen overnight, you guys. It is a process. Practice, 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 just like everything else and follow your breadcrumbs. We become more confident and capable. Look, no one wants to hear that, right? You want to hear, wake up and take this happy pill and it'll be all over. It's not. It's constantly seeking that next breadcrumb, that next path on your quest. And if your quest is weight loss like mine was, what is that for you? What new knowledge do you need to seek? Or is it an experience you need to have? I also want to reverse my age. I'm going to add slowly one biohack at a time like I have been over the past couple of years as I listen to my aunt and I watch and I observe and I go and I learn and I'm like that, I'm going to do that. I've got my aura ring coming that's helping me biohack my sleep and giving me more accurate results. I'm going to share that soon. As for what I eat, currently most days I have a bulletproof coffee. I'm mixing up my fasting schedule right now. I had breakfast today for the first time in about four years. They were out of avocado. I was super bummed. I really wanted this avocado and salmon. So instead, I got a frittata, but it had some inflammatory foods in it. And I'm feeling a little in my gut with that, but I still feel pretty good. And so then I had a protein super smoothie from there for lunch, and I'm fasting until to tomorrow, 24 hours. And then I'm going to mix in some intermittent fasts, some shorter ones with some longer ones. Dr. Jason Fung, author of The Obesity Code, talks about this body set weight. And I think I reached that in addition to my mind needing a new challenge, a little new knowledge to go along with my journey. I think my body does too. Our bodies like to keep us where we are. They're comfortable here and try to keep us in this state. He talks about it like a thermostat, and I linked that video, so check that out. It's really kind of good to be like, oh, that's why I hit this body set weight. I eat to my gut health test as much as possible. I make what I call trash can salads, you guys. So I get my superfoods that I can put in a salad, whether it be fruits, vegetables. I don't care anymore. Throw some protein in there with exception of like some of the bone broths and things like that, right? Like, I mean, within reason. Sometimes I'll even put like a little rice in there if I want some carbs at night or something like that. I get all my superfoods I can together and I throw them in a bowl with oil and a little vinegar and it's delicious every single time. I avoid the foods on my avoid test because I know they're probably feeding those little factories I don't want to be working in there. 
I eat wild-caught salmon because that's one of my superfoods currently, and I'll eat some grass-fed beef here and there, some carbs now and then. This is always evolving as I am and as my gut health changes, which it does. As you work and change your factories in there, your gut health test will come back differently. I eat less and I don't eat much food, as much food as I used to which it blows my mind. I like now when I feel like I overeat, I'm like, oh my gosh, that would have been like one meal before. It's just as you progress, you know, you, you're in your moments. You don't even realize it. I enjoy it so much when I'm honoring these choices. I just feel good. I've not counted a calorie or a point in over four years, and I'm forever grateful for all the teachers on my path that have brought me here and for those yet to come but that brought me to this place to learn to listen to my body and to start to trust my body and my mind and my soul. I hope it gives you some inspiration on your own journey and your relationship with food, but also your mind and your soul, right? Start questioning what you think you know about nutrition in our bodies, but also that mind and soul connection. Start investigating your path to freedom in all of these areas, I truly believe they're interconnected. This is why only 1% of people are successful at weight loss, you guys, because it's all of this. And if you're here listening to me, your path to the radiance may just be the body as a portal as it has been for me. It might be through meditation. It might be through understanding fasting. Until you start trying something different, You won't know until you start making small changes, taking action. Please take some action. You can do it through understanding this journey and pursuing this goal. It's opened up pathways to freedom in so many other areas of my life, from how I serve in this world, to my relationship with those I love, to my relationship with self. Now listen, go forth and seek like the badass witches and bitches you are. There are links in the show notes for your own research to get some of the stuff in your ears. These are some of the favorites from our Me First Sisterhood. You can do this. You can find freedom in your body, mind, and soul. We can do it together. Until next week, slay her out. <laughs>